We're going to start off with Mark. You have the first question. Thank you very much. I have a pre-prepared question. Hello, Dee. Hey, Mark. Uh, question. How keen or not keen are you to take on new clone voices? And I ask that because it's always recognizably the same guy, but presumably there's only so many ways you can do the same guy. Do you do you relish taking on another iteration of that character? Or do you sometimes think, oh, what am I going to do? Uh, I always think, what am I going to do? And then, <laughs> and then we nail in something that gives this new clone character something unique. And sometimes it's an image. Sometimes it's, it's an adjective or two. Um, but there's, you can always add something that's a different flavor of, um, of angle on any of them just to keep them all separate and to establish um, something of the character of each of these because they are, they're not generic. That's, that's the key is these guys are not generic and they all have a, a different age, a different uh, kind of experience, a different attitude towards, uh, towards problem solving. And so um, I, I think we can, we can keep going. Um, and, and, and in season two, we do that. There, there's some really interesting characters um, uh, coming up, uh, you know, Mayday, um, where it's like there's new, fresh, interesting guys that it's like, yes, they're clones, but this feels like a new guy, a new, a new character. Yeah. Brilliant. Thanks, Dave. Thank you. Yeah. All right. And now we're going to go to Sarah with Fangirls Going Rogue. Hello, Dee. So excited to talk with you today. Hey, Sarah. How's it going? Hi. I'm doing great. And I just had a question um, for you. Now, which member of Clone Force 99 are you easily able to slip into and which takes just a little more work? Well, the most amount of work is Wrecker. <laughs> He's also the most amount of fun. But but vocally speaking, that kind of that 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 it's it's just it it's a lot more uh vocal uh vocal heavy lifting so to speak uh the easiest is to jump into is tech i mean that's I, i'm kind of a i speak too fast i think too fast and um i'm probably i i feel the most affiliation with him uh than all the other clones i'm gonna guess so it's probably those it's gonna be it's gonna be tech he's the easiest to hop into thank you yeah all right, and now we're going to go with Brian for, with Full of Sith. Brian. Hey, Dee. Um, I'm curious, uh, you've got a batch of clones that you took through the Clone Wars that all had a relationship with a young woman growing up with Ahsoka, and you've got these clones uh, having this relationship with Omega, and I'm wondering if you can kind of talk about the differences they're having and, and how uh, how Omega is affecting the clones, uh, you know, the Bad Batch, but also your performance of them and and, and how that works. Yeah, well, that's an interesting uh, parallel there is each is a, um, a young, able young woman who is sort of steps into this as a as a highly able, competent child. And that comes to connect with and learn from and and find agency in the adult world. And on the other end of that, you have the adult community that she's she's learning from and becoming part of that learns from her, where where she becomes her own kind of authority and teacher. Um, it's particularly interesting to me how this plays out with Omega in season two, where her 
she she's very forthcoming and very upfront with the emotional take that she has on something. Uh, if somebody leaves, for instance, um, because this is her family, this is her center of gravity. It's a it's a moving uh, uh, center of gravity, but it's still her center of gravity. Um, and and a and a child is often immediately frustrated with a seemingly impossible situation or something that defies expectation. And the um, and yet a child has ability to pivot very quickly and to improvise a situation and to drop baggage. You know, it's like a child can forgive very quickly. Grownups forgive very slowly, for instance. And so she comes into the, into contact with this group that um, is very improvisational in their stance towards the universe and, and things that are coming at them. And she learns from that, but they also learn from her because uh, more and more they come to see that there's a wisdom in, in what the child brings and how she learns with an open heart. And, um, and I think that is transformational to all of them to, to, to bring that more directly into focus into how they, how they relate to each other and how they see themselves and how they engage with the universe and the, and the larger mythological um, uh, uh, superstructure of politics that's playing out in general. So to me, it's very interesting to see that dynamic in both of those series uh, of, of the adults learning from the child as well as the, the child learning from the adults. Thank you. You're All welcome. right. <laughs> Good to see you. Next, we're going to go to Sky Talkers, Caitlin, Charlotte. Sky Hi. Tucker. Yeah. Hi, Dee. So hey. good to talk to you. Thanks so much for taking the time. Great to talk to you. You've voiced so many clones throughout the years. Hey, there's my Lula. Yeah, oh, yeah. She's oh, Lula. <laughs> anyway, what's your question? <laughs> well, what is it about these roles that still excites you after all these years? These roles are so beautifully written. And the story that's playing out is such a detailed and recognizable human story. And the political forces that are playing out also is recognizable. Um, and so this isn't fantasy to me. These are real things that are playing out in terms of how we deal with life and how we overcome ourselves and how we come to find agency in, in the world and with, with larger stories that are playing out around us uh, and that decision of, of whether to behave in a selfish manner or in a in a blind manner or whether to engage and to pitch in and to help out and to make this world more fair i mean this is something that that really comes online uh from childhood into into being a grown-up is what's fair what's the thing that i should do um if i have choices um, many choices. How am I going to apply that, and how does that pay out, and, and and or does it pay off? You know, and so what I'm saying is that the story that's playing out. It's exciting to be involved with this, with all of the hundreds of artists involved, because the stories are the stories are meaningful, and and they impact me. They're they're impactful in an emotional way that feels uh, memorable, and that I think about a lot and that mean a lot to me personally. And I know it does to the fans <laughs> that I run into at the conventions at all, is as people really pin their lives and their relationships and their family interactions 
uh, they, they frame it around uh, this grander mythology that's playing out. I don't want to oversell it, but but it's it's it, it 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 means a lot to people for very good reasons, and I think they're going to see even more of that in a in a deeper uh, and 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 far more interesting and varied way coming up in season two. All right, and next we're going to go to James with Jedi News. Jedi News, James. Hello, soldier. Hope, yes, hope sir. you're keeping well, Dave. <laughs> Doing great. Good. So um, my question is, is that obviously uh, with COVID behind us, were you able to go back into the studio and interact with uh, Michelle and some of the other cast whilst you were doing the voices for season two? Yeah, we piv we pivoted quickly to just exclusively remote collaborative creation when COVID hit. So we only did a couple of sessions up front uh, in the first season in a studio, in a proper studio, and then all the rest was all recorded remotely. Um, as it stands now, it's mostly all still remote, but they're testing the waters of getting back into a studio. Uh, I've, I've done it a couple of times so far, but so far, uh, like with COVID protocols with the union and with, um, with an abundance of caution on the corporate side, um, that it's not, it's not everybody back in this, in the studio all the time. And I don't think that it probably will ever do that because there are advantages, uh, in terms of efficiency, uh, to the remote collaboration model. Um, that said, there are, there are certain scripts that we have that when the cast is available, um, that if you can get those players together in the same space, face to face, then um then then there's some there's a little bit of 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 advantage and a little bit of a bump in terms of the final result of uh that you finally get so it's still mostly remote a little bit back in studio but not very much so far thank you yeah all right and now we're going to richard with skywalking through neverland hey hey richard. d hey I love the light cycle background you have there. Oh, I love your background too. That's awesome. I want to. I want to check that out. That's a, that's super cool. Well, come on over. I got some Kenner toys we'll play with. <laughs> Sounds like fun. Now, Hunter has been a, a great father figure to Omega in season one and a, a great mentor. But what do you think will be the last piece of guidance he will give to her before they hypothetically part ways in the future in one way or another? Well, I, I can't speak specifically in terms of how things will play out, but as I'm about to see, the final chapter of the direct parenting experience is to say goodbye to the butterfly and to let that butterfly fly. And to do so is heartbreaking, but is the, it is the fulfillment of parenting. And so that's what has to, I think, at some point play out. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm at the edge of the empty nest myself <laughs> in my family. So these things feel, um, feel very present to me. <laughs> oh, well, thank you very much. May the clones be with you. Yes, and you too, sir. All right. Next, we're going to Keith and Kerwin with Father Son Galaxy. Hello, Hello, D. Son, How are you? Hello, doing great. Hey, did I see you guys. You you yeah, I saw you at celebration, right? 
Yeah, we did the oh, interview. Yes, hello again. Hello again. Good to see you. Hello. Can you do the record voice? <laughs> yeah, That's not I can a do question, the record voice. Yeah. <laughs> Next question. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But our real question is about Crosshair. So uh, we know that he's working for the Empire and that they phase out the clothes at some point. So is he aware of the Empire's plan to get rid of the clothes or replace them with stormtroopers? Or does he think that he's too valuable for the Empire to replace him and that he's basically not going to be affected by their plan? That's a very interesting question. Because Crosshair has thrown in with the Empire, hasn't he? And yet now he has to see how the consequences of his choices play out in the larger scope of things. <laughs> so in terms of how that's going to play out, I mean, that's that is the that's that's the interesting story that's been that's been put into play, isn't it? Is um is that he's he's left his team, he's joined a larger team, and the question is, and and that is very dealt with very directly in the second season, is how does that play out? It's a very interesting question. <laughs> Thank you. We'll be sure to watch. Absolutely. Thank I'll you be so much. Watching for you as well. <laughs> All right. Next, we're going to Mark with Tarkin's top shelf. Hello, D. Uh, hey, long Mark. time listener, first time caller. Hey. Uh, my kids love it when I read to them out loud and do funny voices or serious ah. voices. You know, ah, that's funny. Uh, okay. Looking at IMDb. You have over 650 acting credits. Uh, like you're approaching Frank Welker territory here, uh, including a puddle of goo in Star Trek Prodigy. Um, so as a desperate father trying to keep his children entertained, after all this time, how do you keep the process of finding new ways to use your voice interesting and fresh for yourself? The way that I keep it fresh for myself is this, is that I maintain things that I love to do that aren't acting. They're things that I just love. For instance, um, uh, photographing insects or playing the bass or making my Halloween yard. If you want to check out my Halloween yard at creepyyard.com, you can because I love creating Halloween yards and I love that holiday. And so for me, as a, as a, as a human being, but also as an artist, I think it's important that you keep these other fires, these other passions or interests or curiosities um, alive as you are soldiering through the grand project of, of being a dad and, or being an artist is that you have, to, uh, you, you have to feed yourself the fuel that gives you the energy to, to push through these, these other larger missions that you're involved with. So, um, so that's the answer to me is that, is not to just to do the one thing, but to have other things that are also up and running and that, that, that sustain and feed your sense of enthusiasm and enjoyment in living. Yeah, one, one thing I've noticed is that uh, you never know where inspiration comes from. So thank you very much. Right, well, and, and the Bad Batch sees that very, very clearly. I mean, they learn that that's sort of their... A, a battle tactic for them is this improvisational stance. And that's a lot of what Omega is learning too, is that it, it seems like you hit a brick wall, 
But if you stay open to it and you realize that you're in this together, that you will find a solution uh, creatively together uh, by just being open to the universe, to, to, to how this is going, that you don't stop. And that's, that's, that's true whether you're a member of the Bad Batch or, or, or running a family <laughs> or just living your life, is this kind of improvisational stance is a really, it's a really useful stance, I think, towards, towards living in general. Thank you so much. Yeah, my pleasure. All right, and Mark with Fanta Tracks, you have time for another question. Excellent. Right, um, D, as cinema, well, rather, as animation gets more cinematic, as visuals get better, as as music cues change, as all the elements of it become more, waggling the air quotes, real. Does that affect or does that change the way you perform a character? Let's say if you were doing the Bad Batch fifteen years ago to that animation compared to where it is now, it's so cinematic and beautiful. Does it make any difference to what you do? Ultimately, the, uh, from the Clone Wars forward, um, with the the television animated Star Wars, um, that it it was always made as cinema for television, um, and it and the people making it were the people that made the cinema versions of Star Wars, and so it was always approaching that that tone and that realism, and they they get they, they it, it it's. In season two, I mean, it's really remarkable. You can go through and watch it and just say, okay, I'm just going to pay attention to the lighting in this show. Or I'm just going to pay attention to the music and the musical motifs that are woven in. I mean, it, it's, 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 it's as sophisticated as the best uh, uh, feature film that you could possibly wish to see. And, and the show has always had that, that intent and that tone to me. So uh, to me, um, we may have relaxed into our characters more, but that's more a function of just being used to telling these stories. But the stories were always told uh, from a very cinematic point of view in terms of how it was lit and how the music was applied, the, the visual references, the angles, the shots, the way that it's blocked out. It's all, it's very cinematic. And, and often you can go through it and say, oh, that's Hitchcock. Oh, that's Kurosawa right there. That's a Spielberg scene. And, and you, can, you, can, you can see it very directly, how they weave in the history of cinema into what is effectively a, a weekly cinematic experience in, in, in the Bad Batch and, and the Clone Wars series. Brilliant. Thanks for that. Thank you. Yeah. All right. And that is all the time that we have for this roundtable. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you.